This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hello, hello, Marco Novo here. Today it's uh, the day to talk again in one of my favorite topics, content marketing. And to talk about this, I have the, here Christoph. Well, not here. It's on the basement waiting for me <laughs> with a cookie and a glass of water <laughs> and watching a, a movie. And um, I, I brought him, I asked him to to be here. And I, I have to tell the, I have to, to say this, the story behind the Christoph being here. Uh, when I uh, ended the live streaming with Neil Schaefer a couple of weeks ago, I asked him, Neil, can you suggest to me a, a nice guest who can bring a lot to my, to my show? And he said, Christopher Tripp, it's, it's an amazing guest. So bring him. I, so uh, in the same time, I, I, I sent him an invitation. I talked with him and he was very, very nice, very friendly, and he accepted. So let's bring him to the screen. Hello, Christoph. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so Dude. much for being here. <laughs> Doing great, you? Yeah, I'm perfect. Well, it's uh, really hot here in Portugal. We uh, the, It's summer, and uh, as a Mediterranean country which we are it's a warm summer but that's what you got and you <laughs> i'm i'm doing great uh i don't want to say i'm stuck at home but no travel this year in fact i can't even go to portugal anymore uh, i was there a couple of years ago uh, talk speaking at a conference so i've been at home with my family for i don't know 10 years no since march because of the COVID <laughs> pandemic of course like many, many others, but, uh, but we're enjoying some family time for sure. Perfect. Perfect. So thanks again. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to have you here. Um, and mostly because, mm -hmm. uh, of this suggestion, which for me, it's really good because I, I truly like, uh, I, and I think it's not easy. It's not hard, by the way. It's not hard to like Neil Schaefer because he's an, a lovely guy. <laughs> it's amazing. And so because of that, it's even for me a, a, a biggest, bigger pleasure to have you here. So what I, I'm going to ask you, please, it's you introduce yourself and then we go to the conversation. By the way, for those of you who are watching now, please, and you have some questions, some doubt, some comments you want to do, please be my guest. Make the comments you want. If you are watching the replay, please, and if you have some question, you can also uh, bring it to the comments, please, and tag Christoph so he can know <laughs> that you made please. a question. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share uh, from uh, sometimes the the link for you to know some more about uh, Christoph's book. Okay, 
So feel free to participate <coughs> in the conversation. Okay, so Christoph, it's up to you now. <laughs> Introduce yeah. yourself, please. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Marco, thanks for having me on. Uh, best intro yet uh, with all the graphics and everything. That's awesome. Um, so I, actually, <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up in Germany and uh, been in the U.S. since about 95. Um, played American football here. In fact, you can see some of the uh, some of the things behind me, my helmet and my jersey back from my days at Iowa. Uh, and, you know, now I live here with my family. I, I grew up in journalism um, where I really learned how to connect with my audience and and um, share stories that matter to them. And then I moved over into content marketing uh, and, and I've done content marketing for a number of different companies uh, in different uh, verticals and in different industries. And, you know, I help companies to uh, create that content performance culture. I know, Marco, you mentioned it, but that's also my third book just came out, Content Performance Culture, Content Performance, That Online. Um, don't buy it today. There's a big deal happening starting Thursday. It's like 99 cents or something like that. So give oh. it a couple of days. Um, <laughs> so don't, don't rush. To, I mean, you can if you want to, but fair warning, there's a big sale coming up in a couple of days. Um, and, you know, really... When I was a journalist, Marco, nobody ever asked me, how many people read your article? What did your article do? How did it perform? Nobody ever said that. You know, it was, it was what it was. Like, people read the articles, and that's, you know, no discussion about that. And today, we want stuff to perform. How many people are reading it? How many more should be reading it? Um, are they following any calls to action? What's happening? Is it helping SEO? The questions are endless. And the problem we're facing today in marketing and in content marketing specifically it's everybody thinks they can run marketing. I mean, you see all these salespeople, and I love, I've had great relationships with some salespeople, and I know we need them, but who puts a salesperson in charge of a marketing department if they've never had any marketing experience, right? I mean, that's crazy. You don't put me in charge of a sales team if I've never run sales, right? I mean, how is that any different? So marketers need to focus on performance, and the way you focus on performance is you have to, uh, structure your time and you have to prioritize and you have to, um, you know, keep driving things and keep trying things. So when all these people out there, Marco, are talking about uh, what's the short, no shortcuts to where we're going, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, you have to keep pushing forward and, uh, and, and try new things and keep trying. And, you know, there's a lot of good involved. So that's what I do today. Uh, you know, um, currently doing a lot of things with automation uh, but everything really comes back to what's the content we have, what story are we telling that's different, and that really helps us set us apart from from the competition. Because if everybody is the same, who's going to win? Well, whoever has the lowest price will win, right? But that's not a big differentiator because at some point you can get to zero. Uh, tell the better story. Uh, tell you tell people about your unique differentiator. And the other thing is. It's so difficult to stay in front of people, right? I mean, everybody's so busy. Everybody is uh, running ads. Everybody's on social. And uh, so that's another big part of creating a content performance culture. How do you stay in front of people with your great content, with your great stories? Well, Christoph, we have here something weird because your camera here, it's perfect. But on the show, it's upside down. So... I'm going to ask you, please, to <laughs> to refresh uh, okay. to, to to see if it fixes the the problem because you're upside down on the on the on the social media. I don't know what's happening because here One you're second. perfect. How's that? Is that any better? 
let me see let me wait a little bit because it's now now it's okay let me see if here on this end it will fix the problem because this is something that happens when we are live this kind of situations sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's it because yeah that's that's how it is sometimes that is they how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Let me wait a little bit, but please. But now it's good? Now it's good? Or no? On my hand, it is. I'm, I'm waiting because there's a lag between what we see here and what it's coming on the, on the stream. Let me see if the problem is fixed. Okay, it's okay. We have a feedback. It's okay, sir. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Okay. So... I think you, you nailed it there something really important. I, I, I think it's uh, Gary V and even uh, Seth Godin which uh, point this situation, the attention economy and the, the importance of... And don't you think that even today uh, too many uh, managers, CEOs think about this content, maybe content marketing, like a kind of, okay, let's do advertising on uh, social media. And <laughs> they, they, this kind of mindset, don't you think it's, it's, uh, it's there yet already? Or, uh, I don't... Yeah. So, I, I mean, I definitely think there's a lot of executives who, uh, who think they know everything. Right. This is how, how we should do it. This is what we should do. And I mean, I get it. I argue like I'm right and I listen like I'm wrong most of the time, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, but absolutely, there's a lot of executives who think they know what the right thing is. And of course, one of the hardest part is to, to talk with them about that it's not the right thing or that that's not the best idea or you evolve their idea. Right. I just did a uh, episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast, which is which, which is my own podcast with Andrea Freyrier. And she talks about that in Agile Marketing. How do you prioritize what you actually have to do? And that's one of the things you have to talk about. What are the things that are going to work? How do we do them? How do we try them? How do we make it an omni-channel approach? So it's not just one campaign or one article or one tweet or whatever. How do you put it all together? And that's so important. So I'm a big fan of the COPE model, create once, publish everywhere. I use every strategy in the book, Marco, whether it's advertising, social media, organic, email marketing, email automation. Um, if it works, I'll put up a billboard. I don't care, seriously. So um, I, I think about what will help me get to my goal and then how can I integrate it all together with the budget I have, with the team I have, with the resources that I have. And that's, um, that's more and more important. And, and the reason I bring that up when I was a marketing VP in, in a nonprofit like 10 years ago, that was not really a thing that was happening yet. You know, and even today, there's still problems, um, you know, having that kind of approach to any marketing strategy. But back then, is this is how you do it. This is how we've always done it. Uh, just do it that way. Right. And um, and that's something to think about. And, and really, executives need to keep that top of mind. Um, that they don't have all the answers. Here's the thing. I've done this for quite a while and I don't have all the answers because they change. <laughs> and, you know, they, how you get it done, it changes. I mean, think about what we're doing here. You're live streaming. I do live streams 
um, all the time on, um, you know, a different platform. I, I, I think it's fantastic what you've done. So it already changes my mindset, right? Should I try this platform? Should I try a different one? Should I do, I mean, see what I'm saying? Like you have to think about it. And, and then once you think about it, uh, you have to keep thinking about it and you have to try it and see what works and what doesn't and then uh, keep going. And, and that's, I think, very different from how we used to do marketing 15 years ago um, or maybe even 10 years ago. Absolutely, because uh, let, let, let me change the, the layout. <laughs> so, <laughs> because uh, the, the, this thing, we, we had this 1.0 uh, approach, which was all, uh, all the time pushing, pushing, pushing information. And then it came yep. this 2.0. And uh, content marketing is... It will work if you understand this, because one thing that it's not um, an expense because some people think, oh, no, I, I won't spend mon money in this because I, I can do advertising. And uh, uh, the other problem, I think it's people, uh, uh, managers like billboards, like this, okay, eagle thing, big, big uh, TV shows, big uh, billboards, big, big, uh, big uh, uh, magazine pages and everything yeah. and con content marketing is not uh, that much about it but uh, one thing for me it's truly important and i think it's the one of the most important things about content marketing it's because it feeds itself uh, because you, you will get the, the the feedback from your customer from your target audience and they will ask for more and they will give you ideas and another thing for me it's truly important it's Content marketing, if you do it well, could be another stream of income to your company. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. The thing is that people, first of all, when they start, uh, they don't start the right way. They don't do it correctly. And then after that, they don't keep going. So a couple things to think about is, first of all, we don't need any more stories about the same thing that everybody else has already written about 15 times. Find unique angles, find a unique something, right? That's why sometimes you see some of the really successful sites, they come up with unique angles and sometimes they're controversial. You don't always have to be controversial, quite frankly, but sometimes that's the way to go. And sometimes that's how you get in front of people, but you have to mean it, right? Don't just make it up. Um, and then the next thing is uh, you have to uh, actually keep going. Publishing one blog post is not going to get you there. Going on one podcast is not going to get you there. Uh, you know, doing one thing slowly is not going to get you there. So when all these people tell you, be more deliberate, yes, be deliberate, but don't be slow. And here's the thing. I see this all the time, even companies that are really advanced. So you got, you know, you create all this content and 40% of the content or even less, 30%, 20%, 25% of the content drives 90% of the results. And then people say, well, just do more of that. And, and we're trying. We are trying. But it's not as simple as just saying that, right? So I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody go much above 50%, honestly. So there's always a little bit, not to play into the whole cliche of half of the budget is wasted. I, I don't want to say that. But as you're creating content, you know, you're trying to figure out what works with the audience. And you get better over time. Um, and you are creating more content that actually works. But there's still so much crap going on in companies, so much wasted time on, on seriously, stuff that doesn't matter, stuff that takes time away 
from what you actually should be working on. Um, and that doesn't help you create that content performance culture. Um, and then the other thing, Marco, quite frankly, that we need to think about is, does everything have to be perfect, right? Can we just ship it? Um, I'll give you an example. I did a, a show with Ashley Cummings. Uh, we live streamed it on, uh, we didn't live stream it, but we did record it like what you and I are doing. And her audio was good. It could have been better. It was my fault. It was not her fault at all. It's not perfect, but it worked. She had this awesome content. We had a good interview. And her podcast, I uh, published it. It went into the top five almost immediately of all time content, right? So there is her podcast, not perfect audio, but it sounded okay. It sounded above average, but not perfect, in, uh, you know, because of some technical issues I had. And it still rose to the top. So how did that happen? I mean, she's up there with Scott Brinker with Ad Week, Week Ad Week, right? A D W E A K, the parody account, uh, Mel Rod, um, and then I think those that's everybody in the top five, and then almost just me talking. But how did that happen? It happened because it's a super interesting topic, um, and I didn't go. Oh my goodness, I had some technical issues. We shouldn't publish it. We published it. And we celebrate that she got in the top five, right? So think about that. Don't overthink the whole being perfect. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of funny because, you know, I say don't be perfect. I don't know if you saw me before we started. So I got this light. Uh, did, did you see this, Marco? Um, and before we started, I actually have this makeup kit here, and I put I powdered myself <laughs> up. So there you go. Talking out of both sides of my mouth. But again, right, if I don't be perfect, we're still going to do the light, right? But it doesn't mean I can't fiddle with it until it's minute. So fiddle with it, fiddle with it, but don't stop from publishing. Uh, get it out there, get it in front of people, try things. Uh, and here's the thing, try ad campaigns. We have moved off the organic era, especially in social media. I'm not a big social uh, paid friend uh, fan, honestly. Uh, currently I'm on the Google Sense, um, I'm sorry, Google Ads uh, bandwagon. Uh, you know, super, it's relatively cheap you get a good click-through rate to your content and your calls to action um so just because i'm a content marketer doesn't mean i don't use advertising strategies i do um but i want to be strategic about it just like i am with all, all my campaigns and all my content absolutely um and, and i think it's uh this thing about not being perfect but uh improve uh, i mean uh evolve because yeah. i think uh, you you had the same. Uh, I don't. I, I can't call this a problem. The same thing when we start, and I I say all the time to the people I'm doing mentoring and training and consulting. Your first video will be for sure the the worst of all of them because <laughs> you don't have the perfect lights. You don't have the that. Uh, confidence to be in front of camera but uh, it's because you started because you made one after another that you will improve <coughs> and uh, that's mm -hmm. i think it's really important to think about it and even though i don't put any makeup <laughs> I think it's, it's useless for me <laughs> yeah i'll pass it over <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you but and yes, yes, it's important, uh, uh, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. For me, the quality and the, uh, how do I say it? Uh, how easy to actionability of your content, could it be the right word? 
because it, it's something really important also, don't you think, Christoph? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you certainly want people to do things, but they don't always do things right right away. So you all, at the very least, want to be top of mind, quite frankly. Um, so yes, put calls to action in there, put a contact form directly in your content, uh, get people to do whatever you want them to do, have links to other content so they can they can go somewhere, but, but make sure it, it makes sense, right? And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the points guy in the United States. I know they have a UK version now. And when you read the articles, currently there's no travel going on, of course. But when you read their articles, they always have calls to action that make them money within context. Like they, they get you hyped up and they get you going and they, you read about, oh, visiting the Bahamas, which I can't do right now because they just shut down to the U.S. <laughs> like every other country in the world, it seems. And, um, and, and then they say, and here's how you pay for the trip. Sign up for this credit card and get this wonderful sign up bonus. And then you sign up for the credit card and now you got another credit card. But that's how they do it, right? So you have to get people in the right mood. You have to hype them up and get them going and get them thinking about it, that they actually need whatever it is you're selling. Now, you can't be overly spammy. I'm not talking about being this, uh, you know, slimy sales guy who is standing here and going, you got to buy my stuff. And if you don't buy it, I mean, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Don't be like that. But you can tell a good story and then have the relevant call to action to whatever it is you're trying to sell. The other thing, Marco, I want to circle back on. You mentioned uh, your first video might not be good. Here's the other beauty. When I started as a journalist, there was one way to tell a story, and that was to write an article. The end. That was it, right? Today, there's all kinds of ways to tell a story. You don't even have to write. I mean, so here's the thing. So we're doing a live stream. You can do that. You can put on YouTube. You can um, uh, use the audio for a podcast. Um, the other thing is you can also do a live stream for audio only on Periscope. Um, and very few people do that. So it's actually, so if you don't want to be on camera, which in case you haven't figured that out, Marco and I don't care. We'll be on camera all day long, right? We haven't seen a camera that doesn't like us or that we don't like at least. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you, if you want to do audio only, do a live stream on Periscope. I mean, I've had fantastic success with that. In fact, I, do, I don't do them enough. But people listen to them, you know. Um, so try that. If you're a writer, write. If you are, uh, if you if you're a designer, design. You know, make an infographic. I mean, you can use tools like Canva or you know others. Um, so the different types of content assets has become easier and easier over time um, to use. So just think about that. Where's your strength? What are you most comfortable with? And then try try that um, while you're getting started. Um, and then don't think, don't compare yourself to everybody else that's done it for 10 years, right? Uh, <laughs> they also didn't start where they are today 10 years ago, for example. Absolutely. And uh, for instance, I, the other day I was watching a video about, uh, about this, uh, the, how we started. And they, they, mm -hmm. they came up with a video of Marcus Brownlee. I don't know if you know who he is. Is an amazing boy, which make and I think it's it's uh, she, he should have 24, 25. and mm -hmm. he, they showed the first video he made on YouTube with the laptop camera. We, you see him moving <laughs> the camera to adjust like this, and look, it was him starting at 16, and look mm -hmm. who he is now. And that I think it's really important. But another thing <laughs> yep. for me, really important that you mentioned, it's about creating context. 
uh, which is a great uh, thing. Uh, uh, one of the biggest advantage of using content marketing is, okay, I give you uh, this content. Now it makes sense to do the next step. Yep. And it it is uh, one thing I used to say is I like to say is there's just one thing most important that then what you do to get the first sale to a, a customer. It is what you do after he made the, the, the purchase and content again makes another uh, important role because uh, it could help you with uh, keeping uh, uh, hot on the mind of the customer and keep him mm -hmm. buying and uh, the awareness of you don't you think yeah absolutely you know i, I want to make i want to put it this way though um i'm you know i can take the marketing can take a company so far right um, but if the product stinks my marketing is not going to keep the customers engaged so at the end of the day um, i we do need to have a good product for comp for people to keep buying the product now of course Uh, it's very competitive out there, right? So marketing can help you um, stay closer to them, keep re-engaging with them. Context really, really, truly matters, not just in uh, customer retention, but also customer acquisition. And and um, when Mal Rod, who's, who's actually based in Düsseldorf, Germany, was on the Business Storytelling Podcast, he talked about most companies don't go deep enough to talk about X, right? They just... All they do is they, they're high level, they give you some uh, some fluff, and they think that's content marketing. So diving deep into topics and truly offering value to your uh, to your prospects and also your existing customers is is very, very important. Um, and that's when people come back to you when they need when they need an answer. And that's why you see all these YouTube channels taken off, right? That you have these I mean, every time I gotta learn something new, you know what I do? I go to YouTube um, and you know, I check it out. <laughs> And then sometimes, depending who it is, if I really like him, I might subscribe and watch him over and over and over, depending on what the topic is. And then depending on who it is, I might buy their T-shirt at some point. So, you know, they are top of mind. And that's how companies can do the same thing. Uh, they need to be there when I'm looking. And I'm, of course, actually, you know, just a um, synonym here for, for customer or prospect. I, they need to have content that engages me and that answers my question when I'm looking for something related to them. And a lot of companies um, don't necessarily do that as well as they could. And some of that goes back to um, missing that content performance culture that I mentioned earlier with all the politics and, and meeting after meeting and, you know, all those different things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, If you are watching and if you have any questions, please drop down on comments so uh, Christoph can answer to you. And if you are watching the replay, you can drop the comments also because uh, I can, maybe I can answer or if you tag Christoph, he can uh, assist. <laughs> and There's there's another thing um, because there's also this question uh, very common, unfortunately, on companies, which is this struggle, this battle between which for me it's nonsense, uh, sales team and marketing team, and also uh, maybe sometimes <coughs> the marketing department it's a little bit away from the other uh, company environment. 
which doesn't allow to bring up the right content to the right people to sell the right uh, product or service. What do you think about yep. it? Yeah, I mean, we could be here all day talking about that topic. I mean, <laughs> honestly, marketing and sales, first of all, it's not just marketing and sales, it's really everybody. And, you know, work together um, and collaborate together. And collaborating at the level where we need people to collaborate really new to um, to a lot of people, right? Salespeople, they didn't used to get paid on collaboration. And a lot of times they don't, right? They get paid on what they sell. So at the end of the day, um, when they collaborate, it has to actually pay off for them. Um, but there is a method to the madness. And of course, that depends too on what you're selling, quite frankly. I mean, if you're selling professional services, the discussion is very different from if you're selling a widget, for example, or or something else like that. But what I would encourage you is really collaborate and talk about um, what are you trying to accomplish? What's working? What's not working? And here's the other thing. I am very, very black and white, Marco. I mean, as you might imagine, a, a guy that grew up in Germany, you know, Germans are very, very direct. And um, and I, I want to be right too. And I want to, you know, um, know what I'm talking about as well. But you have to argue like you're right and you have to listen like you're wrong. So don't think you know it all, whether you're on the sales or the marketing team, I don't really care. Um, you know, you don't know everything and things are changing so quickly. Talk it through, uh, try new things, you know, build a good relationship uh, and, you know, build on each other and see uh, see what's working. You know, is that working? How do you know? Um, and the other thing too is, um, I did do a podcast episode on this actually is uh, the nitpicking that has been happening all over the world needs to stop. And what I'm talking about is, so if, if I have my book here, right? And so if I have somebody editing it and they say, Christoph, the black, it needs to be not as thick, like, you know, cut like a little bit right here. Totally nitpicking. Like, who cares? Like, it's not going to make any difference, right? Or they're going to say, well... How come uh, should it really be all caps in the top? It's not going to make a difference. Like, seriously, it's not, there's not, I'm not going to sell any more books because I have title case versus um, all caps in that title. I mean, show me a study that says, uh, and I'll change <laughs> my opinion. But a lot, what my point is that all this nitpicking, oh, I like it like this, I like that word better. Um, ooh, this sentence, I'm the flowery writer, and but you're not, right? So it really, think about, pick your battles um, and see what actually works and see what doesn't work. And sometimes um, the simplest emails work. I actually sent an email, I was on the Agora Pulse Summit, and I sent an email to um, their mailing list. I don't even think they know this. I never. I don't think I've shared this with them. And that day, I, my email was just like, hey, thanks for attending the summit, my book, I was running another sale like I'm doing this week. And I said, my book is currently at 99 cents or something like that. And I sold the most books that, day, that one day. And that's all I said in the email. I didn't say anything like, I hope you're doing well, blah, 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 blah. I just said, thanks for attending. Here's my book. It's currently 90% off. Bye. Best, you know, best day ever. Like, that wasn't creative at all. It was just to get to the point. And that doesn't always work, but just my point is, is think about if you're going to pick a battle over some stupid wording or what, like the exact color that somebody's using in an ad, pick your battles. Don't be a nitpicker to 
prove that charge. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, th this uh, KISS acronym, it's <laughs> always <laughs> important because keep it... There are some people who say keep it simple and stupid, keep it super simple, but the, the, the question is... And again, the, the context, uh, context is important because people were watching you and then you send them the email and they say, oh, it, the price is good. Christoph is good, so let's buy this book. And that's it. I think it's really... Because sometimes we, we fell in this situation, which is, okay, let's do everything the last the last uh, thing in the world. Let's <laughs> and <laughs> right. it's not the point. And by the way, you, you talked about email marketing, which is, I think, the, the zombie... <laughs> The zombie uh, digital marketing uh, <laughs> cousin, <laughs> which everybody's killing him, and it's not that. But I think the 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 it's uh, again the question of the approach, right? Because yes, yeah, yep. Don't write the obituary yet for email marketing. It's not dead for sure. <laughs> yeah, because um, as you said, because sometimes it's too salesy. Sometimes you just put so much information there that I get overwhelmed. Well, what should I do now? Should I hit this uh, call to action, this one, this one? The, the, and you get 10 call to actions in the same <laughs> email. Yeah, it's like, you, so those emails, are, they're, they're created by committee, right? Uh, they got 10 calls to action. So that, what that means is, Marco, they couldn't decide what they wanted to do. Uh, and then people don't do anything because they're overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and I think I think it's it's again it's important this, and and I I I had this this problem even though I like to make educational movie uh, videos and content sometimes and I, I think it's it's important to to think about it to talk about it we don't uh, deliver a, a a simple message okay at the end I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. E even though it is okay, just uh, keep educational. I don't want to sell anything to you. But uh this intention for me it's really important when you're doing content marketing. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh I mean, first of all, offer the context, tell a good story, and then make it clear what the next step is. What can people do? Uh is there you know, can they sign up? Can they subscribe? Can they buy something? I mean, if you go to the bottom of all of my articles, my book is there, right? I mean, if, if you don't do anything else, check out the book. Um, and even if you don't buy the book, I still get an Amazon affiliate fee, right? Just because you clicked over. Um, so, yeah, have, always have calls to action, but don't overdo the calls to action. On the flip side, I saw an article the other day, and every third paragraph or every second paragraph, it said, buy our software now. Two paragraphs, buy our software now. Two paragraphs, buy our software now. <laughs> that's a little that's a little that's a little overkill you know but uh but every once in a while certainly it's okay to have calls to action and make it easy on people to uh to buy something from you absolutely and 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 again uh and there's this situation also because sometimes and, and i i mentioned it before uh we we i i don't but uh too many people see see this content marketing thing as 
okay? I have to bring up new ideas every day. Don't you think that uh, repurposing, it's not uh, <coughs> being uh, used or take care as it should be? Because as you mentioned, yeah. You can bring this uh, live video, you can make a, a podcast, you can make small nugget videos, you can make an article. And for instance, you can make a book. <laughs> you can make a book, absolutely. And so, yes, 100% agree. Repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. So I'm a big fan of that, actually. I mean, uh, record a podcast, write an article about it or a related topic, even if it's not the same topic. It doesn't have to be word for word. You know, then that uh, that article can turn into all kinds of social posts, can turn into ads. Um, I can also make it a chapter in a book. So my, my book, it's basically just the chapters, the basis comes from blog posts. So it's not just a collection of blog articles, but a lot of the content started as blog articles and then I rewrote it in the book. So um, that is, you know, that way you can be 70% there. The other way how I like to repurpose, quite frankly, is so I look at the metrics every once in a while. What's working, what's not working. And when articles don't crack the top, whatever it is, like the top 40% or something like that after a while, I might repurpose them, right? Or I might just update them. Or I might just kill them, depending on, on, uh, on how well they did. So, yeah, always repurpose your stuff. Always keep talking about it. And then see what works and see what doesn't work. And, and you know, you can go back. And you can update old articles. Don't write about the same topic over and over. Just take the old content, update it, kill it, use parts of it, um, try a different headline. So uh, it's not just about sitting here and going, you know, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. It's not, you know, get off the hamster wheel and be strategic um, when you are trying to create that content performance culture for sure. Absolutely. Well, we are just coming to the end, my friend. It was Running fast, we have this comment from uh, Chris. There are too much marketing emails on my in my mailbox every day. Don't read them anymore. I think it's uh, in some cases that's the problem. They so so many people, so much people doing the same, and then we get kind of vacuum and we don't want to <laughs> read them anymore. So Chris, If you, I have to pick one idea about uh, this uh, culture, content culture, which will it be? Oh, it's like uh, picking your favorite child, right? Uh, definitely take a look at my, my five pillars of a content performance culture. And one of them is um, that everybody's job is to um, be innovative. And I see that failing all the time. People don't want to do it. People can't do it. People find excuses. They're not being able to do it. Um, so really make it your job to be innovative and come up with things. And here's the other thing. Innovation comes in all kinds of different formats, right? I mean, it's as simple as my daughter brought down this uh, lighting ring so you can see my, my face a little better. It's not even mine. Right? She's like, hey, why don't you use this? Take a look. And um, that's kind of innovation, right? You're collaborating together. Uh, pretty small, and I like it. I think the lighting is better, quite frankly. Um, hopefully, you can see that on your end as well. But uh, but work together, collaborate. Stop the stupid power struggles, and stop the 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 constant bickering and, and office politics. Um, the less time you spend on those things, the more time you will be able to spend on creating content that actually has a chance 
to make a difference because at the end of the day, if you don't do anything, if you don't run any campaigns, back to uh, you know drive any results. Um, so those things can help you get there. Perfect. Well, it is it is really important because we are in a economy, attention economy, and if it's it's the the if you stay on the on the on the edges, it's problematic for you. If you publish too much, mm -hmm. people may get bored. If you mm -hmm. don't publish, people don't see you. <laughs> That's the right. problem. Find that balance. Find that balance. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I think we uh, still have uh, uh, two minutes to my uh, suggestion time from my guest. <laughs> a shout out to, to a professional which you think it will be nice for us to follow up. A book, a habit mm -hmm. you have, a tool, a TV show, and a movie. Okay, two shout outs really quickly. I got their books right here, uh, Ad Week. Check them out on Twitter, Adweek. Fantastic. He just put out his new book. Uh, it's actually Paul Taylor. He was on my show. Um, and, and, you know, he's a, a parody writer, a fantastic writer. The other one um, that you guys should check out here, uh, Voice Strategy, Scott, Susan and Scott Westwater. They talk about everything as to voice strategy. Uh, very, very informative read. And you can follow all those guys on Twitter and LinkedIn and, and whatnot. Um, let's see. What were the other questions? Favorite movie? Um, I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of movies. I mostly watch sports. Um, I, I, I did enjoy Money Heist on Netflix. Uh, that was quite a, a good good show. Uh, of course, that's well. That was shot closer to you than to me, Madrid, maybe um, some something like that. Um, and then, yeah. But those are the questions. Uh, a tool. <laughs> A tool. Uh, I assume that talks about marketing tools. So some of the tools that I, I use, I'm a big fan of Buffer. There's so many other tools out there that are way more expensive than Buffer. Buffer does the trick. I don't know why you need to spend $30,000, $40,000 on a social media tool uh, when Buffer does it for, you know, even if you buy the more expensive plan for like $700. Um, Canva, I'm a big fan of that as well. And let's see, what else? I think those are the those are the main ones. Uh, of course, when it comes to email marketing, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on what, what you can work with, you know, from HubSpot, Marketo, uh, even a fresh sales or sales loft or something like that. Um, so it all depends on your budget and uh, or or even MailChimp does a lot of the things now and, and they've come a long way um, in recent years. Uh, so here's my advice on tools. It's not about the tool. It's about the strategy and how you're going to implement it. Um, You know, and, and think about that before you spend a ton of money on a tool. Um, it's not going to help you uh, win if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. I have it to finish. <laughs> <laughs> a habit? Oh, a habit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think for content creators especially, you have to get into a rhythm. Um, but I always try to do that. You know, I have like 18 podcast interviews scheduled. I don't do them all in one day. Uh, I got, you know, I'm writing every week, uh, sometimes every day, uh, depending on, on, on the week and what else is going on. So you have to get, get into the habit of just doing those things um, and find ways to, to do that in a way that, that works for you, you know. And, uh, you know, I got a stand-up desk. So you can see I'm, I'm actually standing. I'm not sitting, right? So my chair is actually behind me. I'm, I'm standing at the desk. 
so that works really well for me, my network for everybody, but um, find those ways to, um, to get things done. Perfect. So Chris, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here. You bet. Uh, I'm, let, let me put the, again, the, the, the caption so people can find here. I think I shared the, the link on comments, please, if you want to know more about Christoph's uh, book and work. Thank you so much. Thank you for all of you who were uh, tuned in. And for those of you who are watching the replay, please, and have some questions, please let us know what is there. Okay. Have a nice day, a nice evening, <laughs> good night. <laughs> Hope to see you again. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. You bet. Thank you. Yep. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Bye.